This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk on Wednesday edition. Finally getting a little rain in the borough throughout the mid-state. Tell you what, our guest today, let's go back in time a little bit. The first two MTSU women's basketball coaches, and this was in the the infancy beginning years, back in the early 70s, were um, Pat Jones and Pat Sarver. <clears throat> the third coach... That came along uh, was a uh, high school legend in his own right. Uh, kind of like Coach Hensel, obviously, when he came here. Um, and he kind of put, kind of got the ball rolling for Lady Raider basketball. Um, uh, he's had some other stops across the way. He has a career 545 victories. So, Coach, without further ado, I'm rolling out the red carpet here. Uh, welcome our guest today, Larry Joe Inman. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Monty, for having me. I appreciate it. All right, let's let's kind of go back in time. Um, of course, I I know you were at Gallatin from Gallatin originally. <clears throat> and, That's my hometown. And then you coach at Mount Juliet, winning a state championship. Now, did you come to MTSU after that championship in 77, 78, maybe? Yeah, that's when it was. I came to MTSU in 78. And kind of take us through that process. Was it a deal where you just applied for the job? Did they approach you, a little bit of both? Pat Pat was there as as, as assistant athletic director, and she called me about the position there, and... and, uh, I was very excited when she called. I was ecstatic, to be honest with you, to actually get a chance of being a college basketball coach. And I think that's what we all, when we're coaching, we always look to the next level and where we have greater challenges. And and uh, it was great. It was a great move for me during my career. And, um, you know, we had a great program there. I think we left with one of the top 25 in the country. So it was a great, great start, a great finish, so to speak, for me. And uh, I'll always have fond and great memories of MTSU and the great family of MTSU fans and, and people there. Coach Inman's squad at Middle went 161 and 73, 78 and 16 in the Ohio Valley Conference, and finished first six times, six times in eight years. 
all right, coach, obviously you're a good coach, but you know, y'all, as coaches always say, you got to have good talent. Uh, coming straight, being younger then and coming straight from the high school ranks, did the bulk of your recruiting come from the state of Tennessee? Oh, yeah, it did. Most of it did. But now we have some great kids out of Georgia and other places. But the, our greatest uh, recruits were from Middle Tennessee and probably within 30 minutes of, of you know, Murfreesboro. Now, you had, um, let's see, Jennifer McFall, was she one of yours? Yep. From Columbia, yeah. Uh, Kay Wilbanks. Kay Wilbanks from Rainbow, Georgia. Um, um, Janet Ross. Janet Ross is from West Tennessee, yeah. All right, now I'm losing track. <laughs> well, you had um, Kay Wilbanks. Like you said, was a great player. I mean, she's one of the best big kids come through there, probably. Holly Hoover, you didn't mention Holly. Yeah. Holly was from the same hometown that Kay was from. And, uh, and we had some great little guards, you know. Uh, from uh, One of them was from the Nashville area. And uh, we had, um, I'm trying to remember all the names here. Um, of course, you know, Kim Webb. Kim Webb was a phenom coming out of high school right there in uh, Smyrna, the Vern area. And uh, she came up and was an All-American, and, and I'm trying to make my other kid's name. He was a guard. Both her and uh, and Kim were, were All-Americans there for me at the middle. And, uh, I mean, they were quick, run, shoot the ball, just a great – we had a great program, great kids. And we had good size. And we had – one time we had uh, Kate Wilbanks, who was 6'4". who was 6'4". Had a kid out of uh, Indiana – Robin Hendricks, who six three kid who was uh, junior college phenom that was a great player for us, and uh, he was uh, some kind of that like was. We had another. Well, we talked about Jim McFall, who was about six foot, great all around player. Her and her and Kim were on the same team, so you know we just had a great outside game, a great inside game with a big big post, good size, good depth. And uh, we played everybody and anybody and won a ton. Matter of fact, one time we were, we were up in Cincinnati. We were going to a tournament up there. And there was a guy uh, that was there trying to to see if, uh, I think it was Kay. I can't remember what it was. No, it was another the team we were playing. If they, this kid was going to dunk, he wanted to be there for the pictures. Well, when it was all said and done, he was, he was more impressed with our big kids than it was that kid. And I can't even remember what the kid's name was or where she was from. But but we had a, a pretty good game. We ended up beating them pretty good. But, but back then, there were very few teams that we couldn't couldn't stand our own with them, you know. The, um, you, <clears throat> you talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, talk about Kim Webb. I think she's the first girl I saw ever pull up and shoot a jump shot. Jump shot. <laughs> When she played at Smyrna, I was like, wow. Rise up, could she? She yeah. could rise up, yes. She could. And, of course, she's in the uh, MTSU Hall of Fame now, of course, well-deserving of that. Um, yes. And, well, you, you, as I said, you won six titles in eight years, won the program's first two games in the NCAA tournament. Now, that had to be a thrill for all of you. Oh, it was, it was, we were all ecstatic. I mean, you know, we were at the time, like you said, we were trying to prove ourselves. And when we had such good games and we had good, 
a good tradition that we started. It was something that we felt like after we got done, we had to live up to. Before, we were trying to get there. And then at the end, we were trying to stand up and be accountable for what we had done. And uh, that was really tough because we played some really good people. Uh, you know, early on, we played the Tennessees and Kentuckys and people like that that were pretty good programs and, and uh, had a proud tradition. And, but we had one, too. And I remember one of the biggest wins we had at one time was against Memphis State. We beat Memphis State at our place. And uh, that was one of our big wins. It's probably one of the first big wins we had. And they were pretty good, too. They've always been decent, you know. But we played, God, we played so many good, good teams, good programs. And uh, our kids just stood proud and wanted to represent that. You know, you could ask, well, don't you want to eat? No. No, let's play the best we can play, Coach. That's who we want to play. I said, okay, that's what we'll do. And we did, and we held our own. We won a lot. Like he said, look at our percentage. Wasn't bad. We did pretty good. It was just great, great people. Let me tell you something. That don't happen unless you've got great, great people playing for you. And I had some of the greatest players that I'd ever had in my life. And to this day, some of them were a lot better than any I've had since then. You know, I'll be honest with you. When, when Back when I was in school, uh, you always, you guys always played for the men. And we'd get there early, you know, about halftime of your game because, you know, we were wanting to get our seats for the men's game. Well, it, it didn't take yeah. long before we were like, hey, let's just go to the Lady Raiders game and watch all of it today. So I love it. I love it. I, I mean, love it. It, it makes me feel so good to hear you say that because I know I've heard that before. But, you know, they were, they were a proud tradition for MTSU. Everybody that knew them were proud of them and proud of what they'd done and accomplished just like I am. But, they were a part of something special. And, uh, you know, it's something to go to a program and have tradition, but it's even better and more fulfilling if you actually set that tradition, you know? And they did. They were, they were, it didn't matter who we played, we're going to be in a game. We may not win all of them, but we're going to play people very comfortable to national competition. And we did that. That's why we ended up number 25 in the country. We're joined today by Larry Joe Inman, former Lady Raider coach, um, who kind of got the ball rolling at MTSU. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, at Demas's, one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. 
Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Larry Joe Inman, former Lady Raider basketball coach, join us today. Coach, um, back in the days in the OVC, was Tech already the bi- the biggest rival, or were there some others? Well, Tech, when we got in, Tech was the big dog, you know, in the conference. And uh, there were a lot of other good teams, but but Tech was the, the big dog. They dominated pretty much. And so our goal was when we get, when we were in the conference was to beat Tech. If you beat Tech, you got a shot at winning the championship. That's, and that was our ultimate thing to do. And a lot of times we would draw Tech, you know, and we would really play well. We didn't, we didn't overcompensate because we were playing Tech. But I sort of felt like at times Tech wanted to, when we got to be competitive, Tech wanted to reassure us that they were the, the top dog. And so I think that was motivation for our kids. And, you know, we played competitive. Like I said, we played all around the country with some people and played very competitive with them. So when we got to Tech, you know, it was a it was going to be a good game, but we had confidence going in that we could win. And, you know, they um, are, were one of, I guess, you know, in the big scheme of things, one of the first teams to start playing women's basketball. I don't know, a few years ago, they were still like in the top 25 in career victories. So, um, well, they, back in those days, they had, they had national, they were nationally competitive at the time. I think they finished number three at one time in the nation, and we, we were playing those people. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, they were very good. Very good. They did a great job up there, and they had great fans. It just be right in your face when you went up there, which uh, for me was you know I was really shy anyway. But, but uh, you know I got to talk to a lot of the fans. So they need to slow down a little bit, not be so hard on them. <laughs> so the the, the the fans had a cheering section right behind our bench, and I just a lot of times could hear what I'm saying, which was probably a good thing for kids. But, but it was hard on me because I was trying to communicate with my kids. But they were they were just they wanted to win. And so we were the only thing standing in their way of winning another championship, and, and we did, and we, we we stood proud for that, and, and had a lot of success. Um, I know somebody you you you've known for forever was kind of along your side there for a long time is Diane Turnham. Oh yes, sir. Great lady, great assistant coach. Just a whatever you put her doing, she's going to be great at it. She's been a great representative of Little Central State University on the national level and 
And, um, you know, she's, uh, she's one of a kind. She's a great, wonderful young lady. I'm proud that I had the opportunity to be associated with her. And, you know, um, along with, you know, what she did coaching, she's kind of became a star in the administration and and of of women's athletics particularly basketball i mean it's a it's quite an honor to be the chairperson of the women's selection committee and it's also a tough job because you got the media hey why didn't this team get in so i know you're proud of her for that as well i am so proud of what she stands for and that tells you in itself okay she's done she would stand firm on what she believed in and uh, but she was a great ambassador for women's basketball and for women in general she was a great ambassador for them and for me i couldn't be more prouder of her you know than anybody that's ever played for me or ever worked for me because she was one of a kind and and i'm just thankful i got the opportunity to work with her yeah she's fun we've had her on the show a few times and um she's really insightful about the women's game and um when we look at the women's game now where it's at now, and, and where, uh, when you started, um, what are some of the differences, or are there that many differences? Uh, some, not a lot, but, you know, the big thing that jumps out at me is that they seem to be quicker and, and taller or stronger, you know, and that goes to the programs, the strength programs that most of the programs have now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of complications that these, like, with the uh, COVID thing that these kids have had to overcome. And for many of them, it was very seasonal for some of them because they had to go through the sickness of the COVID. <clears throat> and so a lot of them had to adjust to that, which we never had to. But uh, when I look at them, it's just like at middle. They have a proud tradition. They try to uphold that. That's what we tried to do. And we tried to set the stage for all the problems that came behind us. And Coach Anthony has done that. I stood, stood very proud for MTSU and that they represented well, you know, the program in in years and out and just, um, you know, just it was a great great feeling to know that I was a part of that and I'm sure it feels the same way for Coach Info and the program there. So many kids. When you talk about a proud women's basketball tradition, one of the first places it bounces up right now when you talk to somebody is middle and Coach Info now. So you know, it's, it, you know, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of what they've done. And, and I'm proud of my kids and what they, they accomplished and what they've done. And it was a win-win for all of us. And we we're all part of something that was special. And for most of the people that was there, for the kids that participated, for the coaches that coached there, it is a proud tradition and it's something we stand firm and proud for. The, um, yeah, I've, I've had some girls that have, been on my show former players and stuff um who are and who are coaches now and they look back when they played you know a long time ago and they said one of the big biggest differences that they saw in the game was the amount of time spent on weightlifting most of them said we never even did it in high school well they do it in high school all the time now well we did weights back when i was there but a lot of it I did myself. I had to do the weight program myself, but that was okay. The only problem is the kids suffered from it because they didn't, they didn't get the expanded weight programs that they have now. The professional people to teach them and, 
and coaching up strength-wise what they could and couldn't do. They had some guys who, like me, trying to play uh, strength coach, and really I was a basketball coach. But we made it, and we got stronger and quicker, and that's what you're looking at with a weight program. You want to be quicker, stronger. you got a whole position inside to get, get rebounds, and, and you also got to keep people off of you when, when they're handling the ball. And, and you've got to have great quickness to steal the ball and put pressure on the offensive player. Our theory was always this, never on offense, always on defense. So when they had the ball, we're trying to get it. And you, you had to defend the ball to keep us from getting it because if you did, we're going to get it. We, we made a living off of turnovers and steals because of our, our hard defensive play that we played. We were physical. People thought we were holding a lot of other things. We were. But that was trying to catch up, okay? But, but uh, we got after you, and I love that about our kids. They never shortchanged the university or this area of, of players for the attitude and the way they played. They played all out every night. We're joined by former Lady Raider coach Larry Joe Inman. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will give us the Blue Raider Insider Report. When news breaks, when traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad... Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. The traffic's busy, but it's moving 24 coming in from Davidson County back and through Rutherford County. It's looking good right now as far as interstate accidents. Got 24 here coming past Sam Ridley. Stop and go up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium. PJ Party with the Penguins coming up on July 30th and 31st. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you've got an iPhone, we have an app for that. If you're an Android user, we have an app for that, too. You can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. We're News Radio WGNS. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Halls Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Halls Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Halls Auto Care. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance... 
Think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance, 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue. Chip, what's up today? Full capacity. That's the word from Blue Raider Athletics. With the 4th of July holiday in the books, Blue Raider Athletics wants to remind everyone that Middle will be at full capacity at Floyd Stadium for the 2021 season. Season opens September 4th against Monmouth and where the program will celebrate Community Day. The traditional tailgating returns, as well as the family fun zone, the beer garden, popular fan-friendly amenities inside Floyd Stadium. Masks will not be required for entrance to the stadium. The school limited attendance to 10% last season during the COVID-19 shortened season. Masks and social distancing were required for entrance in line with guidance from the CDC, but that has now passed, and it will be wide open for Blue Raider football this fall. Congratulations and great news there. All right, a little uh, technology uh, information here. As Middle Tennessee Athletics continues to strive for an enhanced fan experience, the department has released a new mobile app that will include an improved design, exclusive information, and added perks for Blue Raider fans in attendance or watching Blue Raider athletic events throughout the year. Blue Raider Connect will allow fans to purchase their seats for all ticketed events, uh, which includes football, men's and women's basketball, and baseball, while also receiving uh, discounts, coupons, and other offers from Blue Raider Athletic sponsors. There is a full story on it on GoBlueRaiders.com and uh, links whether you're an Apple or an Android uh, person, you can download the new app. Fans will be able to accumulate points for attending or watching games that they can then redeem for prizes throughout the year, while a student rewards program will also be housed with then Blue Raider Connect. So you might want to go to your uh, Apple Store or Android uh, Store, Google Play, and um, download that today. Look for Blue Raider Connect. All right, uh, going on right now, the uh, Blue Raider Athletic Department is having a family fun night at Strike and Spare out at Stones River Town Center. And uh, if you can still get out there and get going, uh, for $10, you get a $20 wristband that includes pretty much unlimited play on just about everything within the entire uh, in the entire place. And uh, there are going to be free food and uh, soft drinks while supplies last. Again, that is going on right now out at uh, Stones River Town Center. All right, let's talk about Blue Raider basketball making uh, some news here. Uh, 
the Blue Raiders will be back in international action this season as Middle has accepted an invitation to compete in the Cancun Challenge at the Hard Rock Hotel Riviera Maya. The eight-team event is split into two divisions, the Mayan Division and the Riviera Division. Middle Tennessee is in the Mayan Division along with Bucknell, Mercer, and Ryder. The Riviera Division features Buffalo, Illinois State, St. Louis, and Stephen F. Austin. The event opens in the U.S. with four cross-divisional games hosted by the teams in the Riviera Division. The Blue Raiders will play in uh, Nacogdoches, Texas at Stephen F. Austin on November 19th before traveling to the Yucatan Peninsula for the remainder of the event. It will be uh, in the bracket play in the Mayan Division as the Blue Raiders face Ryder on November 23rd and either Bucknell or Mercer on November 24th. So that could be a very interesting trip to fans. There is a full story on GoBlueRaiders.com and links to travel packages as well through Triple Crown Sports. We'll get a little deeper into that here very soon. All right, that's it for today. More coming up for you tomorrow right here. All right, Chip. Sounds great. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Inside Report brought each day by Wayne Blair and Ray Moore and Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Mary Jo Lemon, former Lady Raider basketball coach, joining us today. Coach, let's go back to when. And of course, you coached, I guess, in six on six or, or, or knew the game. And then um, I think after the 70, the 1979 uh, or 80 game uh, between uh, Riverdale and <clears throat> Warren County, um, that was the last one. Uh, played uh, in Tennessee, so we start five on five, and boy, well, there were some detractors, weren't there? Oh man, I tell you what, media wore me out. Okay, about six on six versus five on five, and all that stuff. And you know what? I have a great respect for three on three because you you had such individualism as far as the kids scoring. It was a good game. You know, I wish they'd had both of them. You know, but I, I'm a little selfish because I love basketball. But the five on five, 
He gave everybody a chance to score. Everybody a chance to play defense. And I really felt like the game got better because the players were more uh, talented with themselves. And it was more, I won't say more team than six on six because, you know, but it was to a certain degree because everybody had an integral part. Now, the problem was you had guards that was trying to adjust to scoring, okay? And uh, so a lot of the forwards that played on the forward end were not great defenders, but the, the other people that were guard were. So they compensated for each other and made the game a, a great game. And then when people got, when they got to running like you need to run playing what I call uh, the Kentucky-type basketball, uh, you know, they said the girls couldn't do it. Well, guess what? They're doing it every day now. And that's a big part. Everybody wants to run the other team down if they can. Everybody wants to get the other team tired, okay? But the, the thing is, the problem is they're athletes. And they're always going to respond that way. And uh, so you know, if you're competitive, you're going to find what it takes to be competitive. And that's how the girls were. They were competitive at that level. And we played hard every game. And we're going to get up and down. It's just, that's how it is. We, our philosophy was we're going to utilize the entire inch of this floor, and we're going to play in, in your face, okay, in a, in a gym near you. So we're going to be there, and that's how we play. Yeah, I remember a guy, t- man, telling me one night, and he goes, it's, it's never going to work. They had their own niche. They should have stuck to it. But, you know, a lot of people are resistant to change especially when they're setting their ways. But obviously, if you look at, you know, the last 40 years of, of the women's game, I mean, it, it's changed for the better. It has, really. It really has. It's, it's a more, much more complete game. The kids are much more complete. And uh, they don't succumb into that, you know, physically being a problem. It's not. Matter of fact, a lot of the women's teams could probably run down the guys' team. Now, I'm not saying they could match them physically person to person, but I'm just saying the con- the conditioning and endurance to women are just really tough many on themselves. And they set the tone, I think, a lot of times on the floor. The good teams do. And you'll notice that the women want to run every trip they can. A lot of men want to, too, but I'm not saying that. I'm not criticizing the men's game. I'm just saying that women are going to go all out. Every night, 40 minutes, they're going to be in a face engine. That's just how it is. And a lot of people think the women are a little more, um, I guess, um, technique, uh, fundamentally sounder. Yes. Yes, they are. They are normally. You're right. You're absolutely right. But, again, you know, men's got a great game. Women's got a great game. It's just fun to watch them. Both teams can play. You get excited about what's going on. And, and again, you know, you've got great athletes. When great athletes perform, people want to come see them play. And that's what you have, male or female. They're great athletes now. They're more, like you said, physical. They're more strong, stronger, quicker, agile, you name it. You, um, <clears throat> well, MTSU wasn't your only coaching stop. You were at um, Eastern Kentucky for quite a while, also in the OVC, uh, won five championships. Um, and um, what was the program like when you got there? You don't really need really to talk about that, do you? <laughs> It was really bad. Great people in the community, and it was a, it was a mindset we had to change at Eastern. You know, in, in, in Tennessee, women's basketball in Tennessee was strong. It's always been strong, and always will be. 
In Kentucky, when I went up there, it was just men's basketball. It didn't have the strength that, that the men had. And it took us a while to convince those people to have a program, a great program. And uh, we did at Eastern. We had some great programs, great teams, and great players. And uh, kids that went on and played at the next level and did a good job. And that's what we were shooting for when we went in. You know, we felt like we could. But it, was, it wasn't easy. That was a really hard job when I went in. But we got it done. And our kids were like our kids here at Middle. When we were done, it was a tradition to win and to be successful. And we got that done there, too. And, and the kids were just, the, the community, just they just accepted our kids. They supported our kids. And uh, it was just an awesome thing to be a part of. Because they didn't think girls could play like that. But they could. And they learned that they could play well. And so we played good people. We played Tennessee. When they were number one in the country at, at Eastern, we didn't beat them. But we played them there. If it had been 10 years earlier, they wouldn't have gone to Eastern. Of course, I knew, I knew Pat, I knew the people there, and I asked her if she did me a favor, and being a great lady she was, she came up and played us. And it was great for our community, it was great for our program, and people talked about women's basketball for years after that. You, um, I remember going up there to the Death Valley swing, covering MTSU games. Y'all had some great games against one another. You had great games down here against one another. Was it weird that first time you played against them? Oh, it was awful. You know, you just don't build something up to try to tear it down. And it's kind of how I felt. But then the long-range long thing was I wasn't trying to tear it down. I just had to compete. I was uh, getting paid up there to do that job, and I was telling my kids, look, we want to win this. We're capable of winning it. Let's go out and do what we're capable of doing. That's all I'm telling you to do. And I said, it's a special game for me, but don't win it for me. Win it for yourself. And I said, you know, if you do that, you're playing some great people. i got a great program. This looks good for you. And this will move you and you for a national life. We're joined today by Larry Joe Inman, former Lady Raider basketball coach. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real-time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. The traffic's busy, but it's moving 24 coming in from Davidson County back and through Rutherford County. It's looking good right now as far as interstate accidents. Got 24 here coming past Sam Ridley. Stop and go up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium. DJ party with the penguins coming up on July 30th and 31st. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Join the team at Murphy Spurl's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. Parks Auction. We handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi, I'm there. Do I have a hi now? Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters 
of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Larry Joe Inman, former Lady Raider coach, uh, joining us today. Uh, we mentioned in the last segment he um, also coached at um, Eastern Kentucky. And, Coach, you finished uh, off your career. Um, unless you're going to get back in it, you finished your, off your career at Tennessee State. So you kind of got back to the M State in the mid-state. And um, I thought you did a hell of a job there because I know – you know, in some years that's been a good – It's they've had good teams and sometimes they haven't had very good teams. So just talk about your time there. It was very difficult. You know, again, the mindset, you know, they didn't think they could win. And we were in and we – we had some pretty decent kid athletes. They just didn't have some discipline like they needed to be and what they needed to be. We put a system in that they, they bought into and uh, – they, they were great kids. They were, they were hard workers, and uh, they did everything I asked them to do. And sure enough, they won a, a championship, and they hadn't won one in 20 years. So that was very special, very special for me. It was a bigger win for me to win an OVC championship there at Tennessee State as it was to win a more state than some of the other places because they hadn't had a tradition of success. But those kids bought into it. We had some really great players, some great three-point shooters, and we had some kids inside that would, I mean, they would clean your clock. And they played hard, and that's how they won. They were physical. They were intimidating. A lot of times we would intimidate people by our physical play. And, uh, you know, our kids loved that, but they weren't dirty. They just played hard. And so, uh, you know, they, they did everything we asked them to do and more, if you, if you know what I mean. And that was one of the biggest uh, wins in the history down there, that school at university. And uh, so, again, I'm, I'm proud I was part of that as well. And I've been a lot of places where, you know, the kids bought into what we were trying to teach them to do, and they were successful. And that's carried on a lot of times in their lives and what they wanted to do. If you want to do something and you believe enough in it, you can do it. But if you don't believe in it and you don't work hard enough, you're not going to do it. And that was always one of the things I preached once we always preached to our kids. Even at middle, we went to middle, you know. We, we, we were walking when we needed to be there. And uh, so same thing at Eastern and the same thing at Tennessee State, you know. But uh, it, was just, it was just some great years there, too, as well. And we had a lot of success. But we had some, I mean, we had some unbelievable athletes at State. Quick, run, jump, you name it, they could do it all. Good shooters. We took those kids the first year, I think, that we took them out to Wyoming. Okay, from Nashville to Wyoming is a whole, uh, what do you call it, not generation tip, but it was a whole new uh, way of life for them. But I did it for a reason. I did it where they were out of the safety element, that they had to stick together, they had to play together, build team unity, and to win, and they did. And sure enough, it, it worked out, and we won that overseas championship in 15, 2015. So, you know, again, a group of kids that were great people that bought into what we were doing. And I can remember those kids saying, Coach, 
why didn't you just come to you? Know, I said, well, I would have, but the job was not available. I said, but here's the deal. We're here now. And I said, we got a chance to do some great things. But let's get this done. And we did. And uh, it was a great, great time, man. You look at the, the women's game now, it's probably as good. I mean, used to, and then even not that far back, you know, it was one, two, three teams, one of them's going to win it. And the Blue Bloods still dominate, but it's not the UConn Invitational right now, and there's a lot of other teams making the Final Fours now. They're making a run, and again, it goes back to what we talked about. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're quicker, okay? Yes, they, they took that combination, and not a big, what I call name schools, they get those kind of players because they have that name to recruit to, okay? But when you're the mid-major, like I had it at State, it's most places, we didn't have that big name. But we did have a great tradition at Tennessee State with our athletes. So we were able to recruit some really good athletes and go from there. At, at, at Eastern, some great kids. We got up in Ohio some other places that we hadn't been before. And we got some good athletes over there. Big kids, 6'3". Okay? We didn't have that before. I knew we had to have size. Nowadays, you've got to have some size and all the equipment. Because if you go with the big timers, they're all going to be big. You have to match them person to person to get it done. You know. Um, you mentioned Pat Summit earlier, you know, and and I can't think of a, a coach at any level in any sport probably made more impact on it. What impact did, did you see – her make on the game what impact did she make on you as a coach well i'll tell you what she was i was when i came in i was i was a baby at the college level i sat down many times and that we have uh, these meetings you know the teams were like uh um conference and, and not conference back then you played everybody different conferences so we would have what we call the group meetings and I would just bug her to death, asking her questions about stuff. Well, who do this? How do you counteract this? And we became good friends by it. And Pat helped me a ton, just strategizing. And but her big thing was defense. I mean, you gonna beat Pat? She's gonna guard you. She go to the restroom. She's gonna go open the door for you. She had kids that could do that, and they were physical. And I'd ask her about different things. I learned a lot of things. Just like if you're if you're in the post area and you dead front. Because you dead front because you hit quicker. I learned that from Pat. And Pat always taught you to, to or her kids to play to the strong end and make them use the weekend. If you couldn't handle with both hands, you were out of luck. We played in, she'd jump on one of her kids right now. I said, look, just go left like you're capable of doing. I said, she's going to guard you that hand or you go left. And so you would too. But now she was a great coach. She was a great lady. She was a hard disciplinarian, but she loved her kids. And uh, she had nothing but the best for them and her program. I always respected her and what she'd done to the game. She not only did it for her kids, but she did it for the game itself. And really advanced the game in a lot of ways. All righty, Coach. It's been a lot of fun catching up with you. Um, appreciate you joining us. And uh, I'd like to get you back sometime. All right, Monty. Anytime, man. You give me a call and I'll be here. That's Larry Joe Inman joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.